I think everybody should be able to hear us now, right? Because we are live again with episode 102.1 of SDGC. Now, hopefully, now I can't. I'm, I cannot look at the chat right now. I, I have the stream yeah. open. It's working. Yep, they say Is it's it working. working. We yeah, did it. Yeah, there we go. We fixed it. A very, very, very podcast. special thank you to Gabe, who Basically. is sick. And yet got out of bed and helped us fix OBS. What the problem was is OBS updated right before we started today and it fucked all of our audio up. Um, but honestly, guys, you know what? It wouldn't be SDGC if some kind of shit wasn't completely fucked up beyond all recognition. It's true. Um, but uh, as so I said this before and I'll say it again. As you guys can see, we have a smaller show tonight. Uh, Brandon said it's we, we have the better half of SDGC here. I don't know whether or not I'd agree with that, but we're going to make do with what we can. Uh, I think the rest of the podcast is out watching Black Panther. I think everybody's out watching Black Panther. I'm going to see it on Saturday. I am super excited about it too. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, we are happy that everybody's here. We've got some pretty interesting stuff to talk about. It's been kind of a slow week for video games, as everybody knows. Uh, but we still have some pretty cool topics for you guys that I am excited to get into. Uh, but first, why don't we spend a little bit of time talking about what we've been playing this week? And since we have a smaller cast tonight. Uh, we're going to take a uh, we're going to take um, uh, a little more time. Uh, each of us, I think, we're going to do five minutes as opposed to three, uh, which is good because I've got uh, I've got I, I re- there's a game I really really want to talk about. But why don't we start with Zach? Zach, why don't you kick us off and uh, talk about what you've been playing this week? And Jay, I'm tr- counting on you to start the timer. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Sure. Uh, so mine's pretty brief. Uh, I've been throwing a lot of money and time at Ubisoft this week, uh, playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege and uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, this week I wrote about uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands' new mode, Ghost Wars, which is uh, a lot of Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter-style 4v4 multiplayer. Uh, it's, it's really fun. I encourage a lot of people to go check that out. Um, but other than that, uh, just kind of taking it easy. That that went a lot faster than I anticipated, actually. I don't got a lot. I don't got a lot. Cool. Well, thank you, Zach, for using your five seconds wisely. <laughs> you said five seconds, right? You said five seconds. Five minutes, my man. Five minutes. No, that's fine. I've got I've got plenty to talk about. Jay, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Why, why don't you go ahead and do it, man? I don't take that much longer either. Um, oh, Jesus. It's been, it's, been, it's been a really long <laughs> week for me. Um, I've been really work's been really stressful, so I haven't really had a lot of time to play games, but. I've been playing a lot of Steep ever since I streamed that on our Twitch channel. Um, Steep is an extreme sports game developed and published by Ubisoft, as you know, Sack already talked about. Um, Steep's fun. Steep's a blast to play. I played the Crazy Taxi port on the Xbox 360. Oh, I'm sorry, was... dude, I missed that. I, I, did you archive it on the YouTube channel? Because I want to go back. Yeah, to of course, it. of course, I did. Um, okay. The soundtrack in it is terrible. Like, um, they Sega went really cheap, and they decided not to like relicense like the sound, like the original songs from the you know the Dreamcast release and the arcade release. So it's just like always like rip off like punk punk and skull songs. And it's really bad. I. Like the, and like the product placement in that game, like because you know, like in the original release, there was like KFC and pizza and all that. Like they took all that out, so now it's just like pizza parlor or fried chicken place. <laughs> you know, honestly, the the last uh, I don't know the last snow snow skiing or snowboarding game I played was 
the you know it was the SSX or the PS3. Yeah, I think it came out in like two thousand. Almost a good, almost a good game. It was so it was close like, to being awesome. That game, it was so that, close. That, that game is actually good. It's just the survival missions are terrible. That's what ruins it for me. It, yeah. I agree. They they were bad, but I'll tell you what. The fucking soundtrack in that game was legit. That I game, mean, the way they mixed it was extremely well done. It was with that that soundtrack actually introduced me to a lot of cool bands I had never heard of before. Um, but, but the whole uh, dynamic. I mean, I love dynamic soundtracks. Like so do I. With, what yeah, Doom did and, and stuff like that. No, but... the three. Go ahead. Three sixty version. You could actually add in like custom music and that's like it would, impl- it would implement like the dynamic like you know structure. Of, yeah, like, that's badass. Like I wish music. more modern games focused on stuff like that. That's dope. And, like it was really cool. Like you can just add like whatever music and like it was slowed down like when you're doing like a special move or whatever like that. I mean, like, it, it made Doom with... feel so much cooler. Like when you go in for the glory kill and then like the you get like the bass drop and then like the the, the cool part of the song kicks in for like two seconds. You know what, like, games with good sound mixing are, like, a great example is Shadow of the Colossus, right? Uh, just came out a couple weeks, like, two weeks ago. Um, the uh, the music, you know, like, like you know, there's there's this kind of, like, a morose music as you're approaching this, you know, the, you know, the Colossus. And, Zach, you recently played it, so, you know, and Jay, I know you know, I know you know what I'm talking about. And then as you start climbing, that that kind of heavier, you know, more urgent soundtrack kicks in. First, it swell. Yeah, it's, yeah, the music swells. And then... What I think is is key is um, key though is the moment you kill the Colossus, like everything stops, like the music just yeah. stops, and uh, and you just watch the Colossus fall, and then that mournful music plays as you absorb the power that was inside of the Colossus, and that really that really hit home for me. Um, and uh, yeah, oh god, I just that's oh, good shit, man. Actually, I want to talk about Shadow Colossus really like really quickly because Dude, I'm, I'm still playing that. Like I talked about this last week. But, like, you just, like, talk about the sound, like, whenever you defeat, like, Colossus, like, the music stops. Like, in the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation, PlayStation 4 version, like, it fucking sucks when the trophy, like, notification, like, ticks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Talk about ruining the moment. <laughs> yeah. I, like, it, like, like, you really have to disable <laughs> Another, replay. that reminds me of um, Adv- Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Had another, like, trophy moment entirely ruining the mood that they were going for in the scene. It's right at the end of the first mission in Advanced Warfare when you're in uh, South Korea or whatever. And your your buddy dies, right? He gets like stuck in the cargo ship or whatever the hell, and he, like he gets blown up. And then like it's this really sad, and that's that's when your main character's like arm gets severed or whatever. And it's supposed to be like this really like sad that. moment. Yeah. And but then it... the fucking trophy pops up, and it's called <laughs> Soulmates. S e o u l, like the, the capital of Korea. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and I just started laughing. Like, who makes a fucking pun? Like in a scene where like your best friend dies and your arm gets cut off. <laughs> So just a uh, um, uh, number one, item number one thirty one on our glitch list. Uh, Midi did not go, get an email when we went live tonight. She usually gets an email. She says in chat. Uh, but thank you, Midi, for letting us know. We're gonna look into that. Um, I'll close off my. Um, at least we're I free. Guess I'll close, I guess I'll close this off with um, I was seven for a class Monday, and a kid brought us a Nintendo Switch, so he let me play his Nintendo Switch, which was cool, and he kicked my ass in Mario Kart Eight. So I played Mario Kart Eight on the Nintendo Switch. You feel? sound like a really attentive sub. I like it. <laughs> okay, but like, like you only have the like the Joy Cons. I guess that's I guess that's what they're called. Like those little yeah. controllers, and they're like yeah. they're a pain in the ass to use. Mm-hmm. Yes, they yep. are. Like I, I'm trying to imagine playing. I used to play Mario Kart Eight like on my Wii U with the Pro Controller, like at 200 CC, like perfectly fine. But like this was a pain to play. Those things are smaller yes. in Donald Trump's hands. Um, anyway, but... that's all I've been playing this week. So you know, I actually I want to bounce off something that Brandon had mentioned real quick. 
Um, I love games uh, that allow you to turn off trophy notifications. And the best example of this, and I, I wanted to bring this up, is a game called Lone Survivor, the Director's Cut. Made by one guy, Jasper Byrne. And you can pick it up on Vita, you can pick it up on PS4, on PC, and I think it's actually on Xbox as well, but I'm not certain about that. But Lone Survivor, uh, I think it's got like an 86 on Metacritic. It came out a few years ago. But it's a basically a 2D pixelated Silent Hill. <clears throat> um, it is one of the most nerve-wracking, terrifying games I've ever played. And you wouldn't think it by, by listening to me describe it that way, but it's like Silent Hill if it were on the Super Nintendo. And it is eerie huh. and creepy. And, and and when you first start the game, it 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 gets you prepared for what it calls the ritual, right? So it tells you to turn all, turn all the lights off, get a nice set of you know get a nice headset, put it on, and then it gives you the option to disable tro- trophy notifications um, to completely immerse you in the game, and and so there's nothing that takes you out of that because there's a lot of moments in that game, a lot of really emotional story beats that happen, and the game actually tells you, look, if you care about being immersed. We give you the option to turn off trophy notification. Go, you know, go do it. Turn off trophies. Um, and just and not only so, not only is it, is it an incredible game that not enough people played. You should go play it right now if you haven't. Well, after the podcast, don't do it right now. But, but I, 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 I love, I love it when games kind of just, you know, make have that, a dedi- like a, have a dedication to the atmosphere they're trying to provide. Yeah, not like, not I, go against like their own goals, basically. I, yeah, I really, really appreciate like that. Like that. that Call of Duty example. Like, obviously, nobody's looking for hardcore melodrama out of Call of Duty. And, like, even if that trophy didn't pop up, it's not like that scene was, like, this emotionally gut-wrenching thing. But still, like, it's just so emblematic of, like, how goofy Call of Duty is to, like, try to have this yeah. super serious scene and then just be like, nah, here's a trophy called Soulmates. <laughs> Honestly, the most impressive thing about that anecdote is how much of that plot line you remembered. <laughs> yeah, no, you're out. You're, you're, you're well, it's because we're Marines, man. I don't know how yeah. I remember generic Call of Duty number seventeen. No, it's because it's because it's because the guy was a marine, right, Brandon? He was a marine. That that he was actually. Yeah, yeah. Advan- I liked Advanced Warfare a lot, though. I did. Uh, good campaign. We are so off topic, but good, good fucking campaign. Yeah, what's the yeah. topic? Yeah. Who, All right. Who, who wants to talk about what they've been playing next? So I do actually. Um, I want to talk about uh, Owl Boy. Uh, which I started playing the other day. Uh, Did actually, that just come out for Switch or it something? It just came out for I've Switch. Seen, okay, yeah, I've seen it, people talking about it. It actually came out on PC, I think in November of 2016. So yeah, it's been out, been out a while. for a while on other platforms. But I've been playing, playing it on Switch, and this is one of the most beautiful 2D platformers I've ever it's played. It's pixel art perfection. Yeah. It is perfect. Well, they actually call it high bit. Um, and, I mean, you really have to see this game to believe it. Like, I get the same... Like, Brandon, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like, what if the PlayStation 1 was focused on better-looking 2D games well, instead of... Do you remember the first time you played Castlevania Symphony of the Night and you saw Alucard's yeah. cape flapping? And you're like, oh yeah. my god, that's... A... Like, this is recreating that for me. Um, the way this guy's wings move, Owlboy's wings move, and the way everything's animated on screen, it is just nothing short of gorgeous i mean it is I, I i can't i can't do it justice the game has been in development for eight years right it's an eight-year dev time and it would in my opinion anyway it was worth every every one of those eight years like just the first five minutes of the game like completely destroyed me just completely I've heard that outboy it's like once games that starts off like starts off like really strongly then like it kind of falls apart like, yeah that's apart. basically every review of it that i've read but we'll get into that i'm sure yeah so like i'm about three hours in and I don't know how it's going to end. You know, like, I, 
I have no idea, but I can tell you right now. So the far, gameplay I'm... isn't as strong as the visual presentation. It's is not. It, what it, I hear, so, I haven't played it myself. It's so it's got a really neat use. mechanic, right? Like Owlboy himself, his only attack is like a spin move, right? Like that's that's all he can do is just the spin move. But he's got friends. He's got like a teleporter, and he can teleport any one of his friends at any moment. He can pick them up, and one of them's got like a blaster, and one of them's got like you know like a, a shot, like a basically like a, a shotgun. It's like a big or you know blunderbuss. Um, but at any moment you can teleport one of your friends in and start firing. All you got to do is start hitting the fire button. They automatically pop into your claws and they'll start firing, you know, and you control all their movements. So it's a really cool, it's a really cool take on the Metroidvania genre that I haven't seen before. Um, now I will say that there are some stealth sections in the game that I don't like. They're not as egregious as like, for example, like Final Fantasy 15, like, like Final Fantasy 15 as much as I love the game, it had it had one or two stealth se- stealth sections that just didn't belong there, right? This isn't as egregious, but I still don't feel like these are these are by far the weakest portions of the game for me. Thankfully, they're few and far between. And when I say stealth, it's just a matter of like indestructible enemies walking back and forth, and then, then as you're moving, you know, you just walk behind some crates, and then they walk past, and then you walk. It's like it's not it's not offensively bad, but I don't I also don't feel like it adds anything to the game at all. I feel like if they had left that out. You know the game just. It would I mean, be it's like the Order eighteen eighty six, like where that's completely unnecessary. Exactly. Random that's, that's stealth really, three quarters into the game. Why? Why is this here? That's actually a really good comparison. Uh, but, but um, I mean, Owlboy. I mean, Owlboy's got some really, really heavy story beats, and heavier than heavier than you would expect. Um, and 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 again, it's just it's just such an be- unbelievably beautiful game. Like, I can't get over how good this game looks. It is um, gorgeous. And uh, right now. I mean, I mean, we're in mid-February, and my, two of my—we've already got two, in my opinion, game of the year contenders, and they're both two D pixelated indie games. Uh, Cel- I'm talking about Celeste and Owlboy. Um, year and a half ago. So what's that? Owlboy came out like a year and a half ago, though. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm just talking for me. Yeah, for, for 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 me, like yeah. um, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm just playing. If it you now. played it for the first time, in 2018, it's a 2018 yes. game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Celeste and Allboy both. I mean, you just and then uh, after I finish um, tomorrow, obviously I'm going to pick up uh, Bayonetta. The, you know the Bayonetta, you know, the Bayonetta collection. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that comes a 10 out, out of 10 game right there, baby. But I've really got my eye on Iconoclasts as well that game looks fucking amazing i mean, yet another 2d metro metroidvania game it's on ps4 and pc and i think xbox um that game is begging for a fucking switch point but iconoclasts also if you guys haven't seen it go to youtube and look up some get some gameplay videos because that is a fantastic looking game also reviewed very well uh but that's jay that's uh that's what i've got for uh for games i've been playing this week man all right, cool. And Brendan, you can start Overwatch off. Overwatch and CS:GO Deathmatch. That's yeah, about it. Yeah, of course. Okay, how's CS:GO been? Have you been? Have you? Been uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm insanely good at CS for like not having played it in like ten, seriously in like ten years. Like I played it off and on, but like I, I still got it. But I only like I'm only good at aiming. I've completely forgotten like grenade positionings and like basic economy. Like. The, the, like the basic stuff of the game that like usually people pick up on first i, I don't know anymore but like i still have pretty natural aim and recoil management and stuff yeah like you know like, there's like an art to like knifing in that game yeah i never did it i mean you well the, the art to knifing is to like pull out your knife and start like walking around in a circle and hope the other person doesn't just shoot you in the head you don't 
Yeah, you don't hit like the left mouse, but left mouse button. You hit like the right mouse button. You have to, well, you, you start knifing the wall, and it makes a noise, so people know yeah. not to like come around the corner and shoot you. It's it's an honor thing, you know. <laughs> uh, it's it's like yeah, like I know we're like fucking up here, but please just I need like five more seconds. What was that? Sorry, I sorry, but like my wife texted me and she was like, I need I need to ask you a really quick question. I'm like, what, baby, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Very important. Yeah, I know. Counter Strike <laughs> Global Offense Talk. Not the PC version though, the um the console version. Yep, definitely the PS3 version that hasn't been patched since 2012. Yep, that's the good one. Yep. You know, they just yeah. added that game to uh backwards compatibility. Well, not really? just, it's been it's actually been there for a while now actually. Why would but, you yeah. ever? I don't know. You know. I mean, I I do remember when they made like a Counter Strike port for the original Xbox and it was just like why why does this exist? And apparently, like I have seen on forums, like people that did only like exclusively play the Xbox version and enjoyed it. Like I just don't, I don't even know how you so could possibly like play Counter Strike. Who, um, who like defend the console versions? Kind of like people who defend TF TF two on like the Xbox Xbox. Yikes. I I never really got into TF two, but I did play like eighty hours on PC, but never on console. I would imagine wait, it wouldn't be very. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say you didn't really get into it, but you got eighty hours? Locked? Yeah, I'm confused about that too. I, well, I mean, I have fucking like 1700 hours in overwatch okay. and it's only okay. been on for two okay. years yeah that's brandon i'm not gonna lie yeah no that's a good point zach like like for brandon like i mean 80 hours i guess is nothing when you and like i probably put over 2000 hours into counter-strike in high school like on the half-life mod version okay guys i just want to point out apparently we sound pretty good on the screen which means i probably yeah. it sounds great to me you know it sounds great cool but so, so, I, hey, used to, I, I used to play TF2. I only have like 50 hours into it, but I only used to play like surfing like servers. So like, you like surf on yeah, the Yeah, I mean, considering TF2 has been out for 10 years, 11 years now almost, like there's people who have thousands of hours in that game. 80s nothing. Easily. All right. So as I Red Neptonic said. For what we've been playing this evening. I think so too. Um, and I'd like to go ahead and get and dive into our first topic. And if you guys don't mind, I want to. I, well, one thing, one thing. I did play a lot of Team Fortress Club. The reason I didn't get into TF2 so bad was because I played a lot of TFC. And so, yeah. Mm, okay. I'm actually more than willing to let Brandon go over time whenever he wants because all he ever plays these days <laughs> exactly. yeah. is Overwatch and CS:GO. So, so, so whenever he starts talking, I'm like, no, Brandon, like, like I'm always hoping that he's going to tell me he played something else. I've been wanting to play something else, but there's just I've, there's actually nothing that I care about coming out right now <laughs> that I haven't like already played. Like Bay, like I love Bayonetta too, but like I already played it. I yeah, but if you had a switch, you, if you had a switch, you'd pick that shit up again. I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a ten, like I said, it's a ten out of ten game. So I want to start off with talking about um, Kingdom Come Deliverance, uh, more specifically. Um, uh, boycotting a game because of a single individual's belief structure. Um, and I thought about different ways to approach this topic because it's something that has been in the gaming press quite a bit this week. It's been, you know, obviously the game released this week. And from what I heard, it's fine. Um, it's it's a, extremely glitchy and bug-ridden from what I've heard. Um, I saw this oh, I saw this video. So one of my friends posted on Twitter today. It was a clip of... He he shoots a guard with his bow, I think, and he's like across like a little gap, and the guard like glitch, like jump kicks him from like fifty feet away. It looks fucking hilarious. I'll I, the I I actually saw a glitch. Um, I actually saw a glitch where he's you know the guy he snuck up behind a guard, he broke his neck, and there was like another guard who's ten feet away staring at him the whole time, and the guy falls down dead, and the guard walks ahead. And he's like, "Is someone there?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I saw that too." <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Um, but, uh, the game, it doesn't interest me personally. 
because I just think it looks rote and uninteresting. And I'm, I'm not, I'm the kind of guy who's, if there's swords and no dragons or magic, I'm just not interested in it. Um, but a lot of people are boycotting the game. There's, there's been a lot of controversy around the game because of what the lead developer, whose name is Daniel Vabra. And uh, the reason people are upset with him is because he has made some very xenophobic, bigoted, uh, and what some would say racist statements on social media. He's a very, very huge uh, Gamergate supporter. Um, and I had brought up a Kotaku article uh, that was written the other year about Daniel Vavra. And uh, it's by Stephen Totillo Kotaku. And uh, I'll just... Um, he did an interview with Daniel Vavra, and I'll read a little excerpt here. He said, I was also curious about what makes Vavra tick. I'd only seen him from afar in figurative armor. I'd spotted him as a pugnacious user of Twitter who had mixed tweets about game design with angry complaints about so-called social justice warriors and charges that, as he put it last October, the future of our business is at stake and the progressive media are destroying it with their hateful narrative. He was one of those people I didn't think I had much in common with. Angry last fall when he felt gamers were being attacked by the gaming press and participating in a cycle of outrage that had come to see exemplified Gamergate and its, opponent, and its opponents moving from controversy to controversy about discussions of race and gender in games. Um, and uh, he says, Our styles are different, to say the least, as I saw then and even in the weeks since. My outlet would write, say, negatively about the ham-handed decision by Apple to wipe all games with Confederate flags in them out of the iTunes App Store, whether they were based on history or not. We identified a pattern by Apple of not treating games like a respectable art form. Vavra went way further, taking to Twitter to liken Apple CEO's vow to remove, as Tim Cook put it, the symbols that feed racism that feed racism to ISIS's attempts to destroy monuments and eradicate history, which is problematic for all kinds of different fucking reasons. Um, and then uh, the, I'll 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 end on this. He says. Maybe I didn't agree with every single thing feminist critics Anita Sarkeesian said about how women are depicted in video games. Plenty of it seems reasonable and obvious, but I've never been troubled by what I simply saw as critique that would compete in a marketplace of ideas. Vavra, however, would liken her to book-burning Nazis. This is the ultimate goal of social justice warriors, destroy all that which is offensive. He came off as playing to Twitter fans as someone who had vilified people he disliked. Um, and he has said some stuff on Twitter uh, that is uh, problematic about race and gender and just to, all, all in all, it doesn't come across as somebody that I want to support. Um, and I had mentioned that on Twitter a while back, and, and somebody told me, you know, somebody says, "Well, John, I mean, who cares? You have to, you have to be able to separate what the man says from the game he makes." And and you don't know that everybody on his team is racist. And I, you know, I said, "Yeah, that, I get that. I, I'm sure, I'm sure not everybody on his team is racist, but at the end of the day, if if." From for me personally, if I if I buy that game and I play that game, I am I am validating what he says not with my thought not not with my thoughts but with my money. Um, so I, I I'm conflicted on it. I I don't want to see the rest of his team suffer because people don't buy his game. Um, because I'm sure there are some very good people on his team, but at the same time, I have serious moral and ethical issues with. Spending my money on a game that is whose lead developer is, let's just put it frankly, a, a fucking racist and a Gamergate supporter. So that's where I'm at. But I wanted to see what you guys thought. And I'll throw it to... We started with Zach on games. Well, I'll throw it to Jay first. Um, Jay, what do you, I, I don't know, man. I, dude, am I all fucked up? Or, or I don't know. What do you think? I, 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 don't, I, I, I honestly don't think you are. I think you're in the right here. But, you know, that's just me. Um, 
I, I get the argument of you have to separate the artist from the art or whatever. But the, the thing is, is like this dude is the lead designer of the game. So as we're to get into the game, it will most likely be his, you know, because he's the lead designer. He's one of the heads of the game. His creation. So like his name's like attached to it. And, and he's the one that's like talking to everyone and, you know, kind of promoting like his views. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, he's like, the face he was, of the game. Like a sound, I mean, like I'm not trying, like, because I want once to happen. If he was just like a Q and A tester, like it wouldn't be a huge deal. I mean, like it would still be a deal, but wouldn't it be like just right now. Like, does that make sense? Like, but he's the lead designer, so like, you know, it's like he's like shooting like all this gamer, you know, oh, I'm pro gamergate, blah 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 stuff. So, like, it would get into the game more than likely just because, you know, those were his ideas. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe he doesn't want his ideas to be reflected in a video game, but, I mean, they could. Well, then shut your fucking mouth. It's kind of I mean, I mean, like the um, it's kind of like the Xbox One E3 last year, that one game that got revealed the last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, um, yeah, and everyone's like, oh, shit, this looks dope. And then, like, the guy's like, Oh well, feminists are ruined the world, and I oh, don't want God, to I show, that. showcase yeah. that in my game. And everyone's like, "Yep, nope, I'm out of here." So the guy that wa- that that was a guy that had a certain point of view, and he yeah. wanted to demonstrate that certain point of view in the game. And like in that case, you can't separate the art from the artist. So Zach, I, Zach, the I, game. So 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 Zach, I, I know you want to cut on this too. Um, sure. Before you do. I want to offer I want to offer up this, right? I liken it to the dev who got fired from Subnautica. Um you are, you know, you 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 can say whatever you want, right? Like we it, it, especially in America, we have freedom of speech, right? It's Twitter is an open forum. You can say whatever you want. You are free to speak your mind, you are not free from consequences. Um and you could be fired if 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 you are a subordinate of somebody to company and you say something that is racist or bigoted, they are within their rights to fire you for that. If if you're in charge of a product or a project like Kingdom Come, and you say something racist or bigoted, I'm within my rights not to spend my money on it. And I've I've had past experience with this, and it made me feel really dirty. But I want to I want to go to Zach real quick before I go any further. Zach, I know you've got, I, I know you've got something to cut on this as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and uh. We've uh, had some discussions both in uh, the SDGC Discord this week about this, so if you're not there, please ask one of us and we'll gladly invite you because we, we have a lot of good talks about this sort yeah, of stuff. But uh, some of the things we talked about um, were this idea of the challenges that come with separating um, the artist from, from his or her work, right? And so one of the things that we talked about was this isn't, this isn't like, uh, I don't like libertarian beliefs, therefore I won't play a libertarian's game, right? This is, it, this, his statements are so much more inflammatory than that, um, that I think, uh, people, people avoiding the game because of his views, uh, are totally justified. And, um, somebody in our chat pointed out, and I, I totally understand their viewpoint is that, you know, in a, in a size studio like this, does, authorship really belong to a single person and i and i would say not entirely but when you're at the top of the studio uh and one of your uh, uh subordinates says hey i've got an idea let's throw in uh this depiction uh of women or this depiction of people of color and he's like no 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 and and, and uh he he has a degree of of decisions that maybe some uh subordinates maybe don't 
Um, but more importantly, I, I want to touch on um, something uh, that Maddie said earlier in our uh, uh, chat, which was that um, – oh, God, I'm, I'm just blanking on it, but I, I just had the notes pulled up. Uh, why don't you go to <laughs> Brandon really quick, and I want to pull up Maddie's point because yeah, he, he wanted to make a point of saying something. Sorry about that, guys. No, dude, dude, you're good. Brand, Brandon, what do you think about this, man? I mean, I've I've never been one to like not buy a game because of the the beliefs of others, but like I, it's you know it's all within everyone's rights to buy the game Absolutely. or not. Like I I wouldn't I I wouldn't judge anybody for for not buying it or or buying it. It's just like if you person you know it's everyone's own beliefs. If you personally believe that you that your money would be contributing towards you know like uh, belief you know oppressive beliefs, then by all means, yeah, don't buy the game. Well, but, uh, I, you know, like I, for me personally, like I bought hatred just cause I wanted to see if it was like how bad yeah. it was. Like I, you know, like I don't, I don't care. Like I'll, uh, that's just me. Well, like, I'll well, spend well see, here's the thing, Brandon. And like, I want to clarify this to everybody in chat and everybody who may watch this. I don't think buying kingdom come deliverance makes you a racist at all. No. Full yeah, stop. No. That's ridiculous. I don't, I don't think that one bit. I have friends. Good friends who bought Kingdom Come and they're enjoying. I mean, it. maybe like you just want to play a good like. And you just want to play. You just want to play. Game, you just want to. Yeah. You just want to have fun to play a good game. Yeah. That, that buying the game does not make you racist in the least bit. Um, I think. I think. I think the argument's more or less is like, is it wrong to support someone financially who has views such as those? Not about yeah. the product itself. I mean, I I don't because you're you're not supporting just that one guy. You're supporting the whole team, and you know, like that's that's yeah. you can't punish the whole team for the the actions of one i guess because uh, like that was the thing in the marines right like one guy fucks up and everyone gets punished and i i've yeah. never agreed with that ever in my entire life so, like, like it's a pro- it's a product yeah. that comes from many different influences and yeah like he is the creative director right like he he's the guy that oversees everything but i mean still like you know games are made by massive teams and it's coming yeah. from all all, all different uh, beliefs. And... Well, you know, like, it would be a much more difficult decision for me if I was remotely interested in the game, which I'm not, like, I'm genuinely just not interested in the game. But I was interested in uh, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, right? Yeah, Vanishing sure, sure. Carter, Adrian Kimarez has some interesting opinions. He's got some really interesting opinions. And, and you know, like, like I love Bulletstorm, I love Painkiller. Yep. And so, like, you know, I, I've supported his games very much so in the past. So have I. And... I, I picked up Bulletstorm as well. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't agree with basically anything. He Fucking says anything play. he says, yeah. yeah. And 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 I, I had somebody, I had somebody tell me, and I was dead set, and I didn't know too much about the man when I picked up Bulletstorm, and then I started looking at what he said on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even find out his views until I like, I didn't even know who he was until two, three. Like, I was playing Painkiller like thirteen years ago without even knowing who he was. Yeah, well, and then you look at his Twitter feed, and you're like, oh Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Like and like, holy Second fuck! Like, find, um, find I, I did, I did, and I, I, I'm sorry to pivot right there. No, 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 like, go ahead, go, I just, go ahead. I, I can finish. The last can... thing I want to do is is speak for people from the show and then uh, misquote them. Uh, but one of the things that that Maddie brought up was that um, this guy who has said these inflammatory things uh, has also talked about or or has uh, hid behind the guise of, well, our game is historically accurate. And what does it mean um, for someone who has these beliefs? What is historically accurate to them, right? Um, as I think a lot of people who who enjoy our content uh, know, uh, people like Tom Moriarty uh, in the last year have created a lot of uh, history content, and of course they come from the lens of Tom Moriarty's background. Uh, and 
you don't necessarily want to be taking history lessons from from uh, someone who seems to have extremist uh, uh, beliefs. And and I think Maddie's point with that is is true. Is like if this game is trying to tell you something that's history, but it's coming from a, a, a slanted perspective, how authentic is it really? Um, it, or 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 does that risk uh, losing some of that authenticity? And I and I think that's a good point that he made. Uh, similarly, uh, Jeff, who's also out tonight, uh, made a really good point uh, earlier, saying that like there there shouldn't ever be fast and, and loose rules for do we support content uh, from from uh, one creator who's bigoted if the other team members uh, don't share those viewpoints and and he doesn't think uh, that you should always operate like that and and I uh, am inclined to to agree with that. This obviously ties back to the Quantic Dream stuff uh, with David Cage. Um, do we punish? these people who are um you know subordinates to to corrupt or shitty or otherwise uh problematic people probably not right like if if kingdom come bombs or or if detroit bombs david cage is fine this guy is fine it's the people who are doing this hard crunch time work who are gonna feel the wrath and like that sucks so like so like so one or two things here then i want to i want to i want to pass it to jay um so like one so like I, I do want to push back just a bit on Colin Mordarity is an extremist. I don't think he's an extremist in the sense of like Ian Miles Chong is an extre- is an extremist or like you know Adrian Clamars is an extremist. I just think he's an asshole. Um, yeah, I, perhaps I, perhaps I my my wording was perhaps strong. I just mean uh, I, in particular if you say the things he said uh, last week about or last week last year about women, I I would call that. I, Bad. I agree. With uh, but you. extremist, extremist is strong, and I thanks for correcting me. You're right. I agree with you. Um, oh no, no, no! I, I wasn't correcting you. That's just my personal opinion. But sure. but but um, you know, I liken it to like I I guess the reason I feel so strongly about this is, is somebody said John, regardless of your opinion on Adrian Clamars, you need to play the Vanishing of Ethan Carter because it's a fantastic game. And I was like, fine, fuck it, I will. So I did, and and. He was right. It's a fantastic fucking game. I felt dirty after I played it, but I was like, I I'm not, I can't take anything away from the man. Like that that was a great fucking game I just played. But I something just didn't sit well with me after I after I finished it. Um, so I said I'm not going to play another one of his games. I liken it to not going to like Dio in chat said he doesn't watch Woody Allen movies. I, I I'm right there with him. I think that's a great comparison. This is I think Wooden Allen's a fucking rapist. Um. And uh, or not a rapist. He's a he's a he's a he's, he's a pedophile. He slept with this fucking underage, you know, stepdaughter, which is just yeah. Um, but yeah, I will not watch a Woody Allen movie. Um, on in the same vein, I will not watch a Sean Penn movie because he, when I was in the Marine Corps, he went all over the place insulting the troops. So I will not watch a Sean Penn movie. Um, but I, I, I Jay or uh, Jay, I wanted to bounce it back to you real quick and ask you. Um, I'm trying to figure out. The, I'm trying to figure out the best way to frame this. Um, if you got an individual on Twitter who says something questionable, like uh, Daniel Braber has done many, 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 many times, um, there have been a lot of people on Twitter calling for that studio to be closed. I feel like that's taking it too far. Um, because it's not just Daniel Vabra who who I, I can't remember the name of his of his studio. It, it, it's like War Hammer Studios or like War Shield Studios. It's something with war in it. 
but there have been calls for that studio to close down. And and I, I also want to stress the danger of taking it too far if you're on our side, right? Because just because Daniel Vavre is a piece of shit, that doesn't mean the rest of the people on his team deserve to suffer for it. Um, Jay, I wanted to see what you thought about that. I like to make some points here. I believe Kingdom Come was actually a Kickstarter game. Was so it really? It, yeah, it, it was, was Kickstarter. By, yeah, it was a Kickstarter game. So, full studio doesn't need to shut down. If this Daniel guy becomes too much of an issue, the best thing for him to do, I know he's a lead designer, it would probably not go over very well, is to simply let him go. That's easier said than done. That's really easier said than done. Um, not everyone at the studio deserves to lose their job because of one person's opinion. You're on on this conversation. It just no one deserves to lose their job. Actually, okay. And I really liked, and they were having issues with guitarists. It wasn't known until a couple months ago, but the guitarist left and he went back to doing solo stuff. And it turns out the guitarist was kicked out of the band legally because it had turned out that he had done some stuff with women that was really questionable and everyone became uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Had to legally let him go, like, you know, with lawyers and whatnot because, you know, nobody wanted to work with him. Found someone to replace him and they moved on. It's like, you know, if there's that one person in your, if, that there's, if there's that one person on your team that's affecting the team that much of like what they're doing with their personal life that like it affects the whole team, then yeah, like you need to let them go. But if, um, I mean, if you're only, if you're keeping them around like for like, you know, financial purposes, purposes, cause like they're like the face of the studio, then like maybe you need like get your priorities straight. So, you know, I, I don't know what, I don't know how this is going to end. I don't know how the game is going to sell. My impression is that it's selling just okay because it, it, you know, at the end of the day, it just comes across. I get the impression it's just a completely mediocre game. Like it's fine. There's nothing offensively bad about it except for maybe the bugs, but there's nothing incredibly good about it either. And I, I, I've seen people saying some pretty good stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, I've I've heard good things too, and like I, it seems like the biggest thing. Like, look, people talking about. Uh, his perspective is honestly kind of like I think I think that we are in a bubble of people who are maybe more aware of it, and so we're hearing more of it. I don't think it's talked about that much. Uh, Mitty pointed out it's it's sold uh, I think half a million copies now, which is pretty good for you know this time of year, and it's not a huge game, uh, you know, and, and it's been in Kickstarter hell for a number of years. I mean, I remember when it was just a tech demo, and all you could do is like walk around really pretty environments. And it was like that for a while, for a few years. You know, like, here's the thing. I, 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 go, no, go ahead, Jay, go ahead. I, 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 was, I was thinking about this more. It's like, the studio felt so wrong against them. I know someone has said in the chat, like, they quietly told him, like, he had to quiet down, like, on his, like, you know, viewpoints on a lot of matters. If, if, if his viewpoints were such, if, like, it became that huge of an issue, like, I'm sure the studio would, for now, um, the, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. Um, to them, like it, like 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 him being like pro gamer gay, even though he's like the lead designer on probably like their biggest game ever, isn't yeah. that huge of an issue? Then, if that's if that's concerning to you, then like maybe you shouldn't support the game. But like if I don't know, I'm like I don't know the best way to put that. Well, so like here's the thing, right? Like I I hope the game does well. Like I don't want I don't want his team to suffer because he's an asshole. At the don't same either. like and maybe this is a contradiction, but at the same time, I'm not gonna support it with my money. 
Um, yeah, but, but I mean, but, you don't even think the game is that interesting in the first place. So yeah, like, yeah. That, and that's the thing for me, right? It's like I wouldn't buy it even even if he was a saint. I wouldn't buy it anyway because it just doesn't look. It just doesn't interest me. But I don't want the game to fail. I don't want the game to 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 to. But you do want him to be held accountable for his. I do. His act- his words. Yes, I yes I do absolutely, um, and uh, yeah. So I don't know. That, that, that's how I feel about it. Does anybody else have anything they want that they want to cut on this before we move on? Sometimes you have to vote with your wallet. I agree completely. That's a great way to put it, dude. Like it um, sucks. It, like like it really sucks. But sometimes you have to. I mean, all, all you can do, all you can do, is just inform other people of what his opinions are, so they can make their own decision for themselves. Yeah, and like the the last thing that any of us want to do, like, I I think I can speak for everyone, is like shame people for buying it. Like, mm-hmm. if, like look, like you yeah. you can be like, yeah, what this guy said sucks, and still buy the game, and like that's Absolutely. totally acceptable and fine. Like this is an individual thing, and if if you, even if you find what he said abhorrent, it's totally acceptable. Yeah, to play go that buy the game. game if you want to buy the game. Go buy the game. It's a fucking yep. video game, and 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 you know what? As far as I have seen. There, as, or as far as I have heard, there is no racist content in the game. There is no bigoted, xenophobic content in the game. Yeah. Go, go buy the fucking game. Yeah. If, it, it, you know, if it works for you, it works for me. I don't care. Um, it certainly doesn't make you a racist. Zach, I'm glad you pointed that out. I don't want anybody to think that any of us are suggesting that you're a racist for buying Kingdom Come. You're not. Um, but uh, you know what? There's actually something that I wanted to mention that people have been saying in chat red neptonic in chat says i'm shaming people for buying it because it looks like a jank fest um but uh, there's something else i wanted to mention and it's not quite part of our topic list per se but i do think it's worth mentioning is the fact that a lot of people are pissed off at rare um for microtransactions and sea of thieves uh which you know and it kind of all culminated with a video that jim sterling did i don't know if you guys actually watched the video or not but he raked them over the coals for something that I, quite frankly, find to be inoffensive and compared to what else I, is out there. I can't. I, you know, maybe I'm getting old. I can't possibly, possibly buy into all the outrage over boxes. Yeah, I... Just, can't find the energy to care exactly. about fucking loot boxes. Like, I've been through so much shit in the video game industry, like... I, like who didn't see this coming from fucking horse armor ten years ago? Like, oh, yeah. Well, we buy like, them. This, That's this was all are. in. All this shit was in the cards, and like the opportunity to stop loot boxes is not now. It was ten years ago. Like the the time is past. Loot boxes are here, and it's here because the like the groundwork for them was embraced by the gaming community for way longer than they've existed. Yep. Well, I, I saw Zach shaking his head. Just needs to stop stirring the pot and take a chill pill. That's the, like so. Yeah. All, so all the, all the people who were like, "Oh man, you know, big deal. Don't just don't buy it if you don't like it." Like that was the time. That was the time to put your foot down and say like, "No, yeah. like five dollars for fucking horse armor is gouging the shit out of us." But no, 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 no. That didn't happen. People bought horse armor left and fucking people, right. People, dude. People Bethesda bought horse made armor fucking for days. insane amounts of money off of a bullshit item, and here we are, ten years later. Where people are bitching about loot boxes and it's fucking too late. Yeah. Well, and like this, this isn't even loot boxes. Like this is uh, for those who are familiar with it. This isn't. Uh, this isn't uh, Overwatch style loot boxes. This is Titanfall two style microtransactions, yeah. in which That's it's even, like, yeah, which is like <laughs> less bad. Like you're like, I see this item that looks good to me. I don't want any of this extra crap, and you pay for what you like. And like that's that is the look. Development is more expensive than ever, and prices have not gone up. They need to make yep. money in other avenues. 
microtransactions are a way to do it. This is clearly the least heinous option, right? Like, like I'm I'm somebody who doesn't even have a big issue with uh, Halo 5's microtransaction loot boxes, but a lot of people do. But like, this is so much better than that. This is you pay for what you want. It's nothing. It's purely cosmetic. I think what I saw were uh, pets and then some customization. Items. Yeah, it's pets and like a few minor customization items. And I and, and like, I think they said they're not rolling it out until three months after launch. So I, you know, I I watched, June July. I, I watched his video and then I went and I was like, man, he's really unhappy. And so I went and I looked, because I know nothing about Sea of Thieves. And so I went and I looked at what the microtransactions actually were, and I was like, that's it? Like, that's what he was so upset about? Like, that's it? Because he says in the video, he says, I am not cutting Rare any slack. And and I'm like, but, but I mean, this is nothing. Like, look at fucking Battlefront. Like, look at... I mean, this is nothing. Like, this is this is I, a big I, fucking. I, I think I think people forget that Sea of Thieves is gonna be like the launch game for Xbox Game Pass, like for all their first party games beyond Game Pass from here on out. And like, probably more than half the people playing Sea of Thieves is probably playing through Game Pass. So oh yeah, you're losing like a shit ton of money. So like, that's like the least that's like the least amount of like microtransactions that yep. you could do. They're being very generous, actually. Well, and like, what's what's really funny though is like you. <laughs> If you're if you're using Game Pass to try Sea of Thieves, you could buy all the microtransactions they'll have, and I'm sure you probably won't be able to give them more than the sixty dollars cost of admission in March, right? Yeah. Like, it, it is such an inoffen- uh, inoffensive uh, uh, thing that they're putting into their game, and I, I think Jim Sterling and, and there are other content creators that that fall into the same path where they are re- they are required through Patreon and through other uh, services to create content to manufacture outrage. I think that Rare, uh, especially now, is is not a tremendously popular developer. Uh, it's easy to tease them. Uh, I, I've been known to do it myself. Uh, and I, I think the the risk of lambasting this this small, or well, not even small. They're a big team, but uh, uh, not a lot of prestige on the team these days. It, it is a safe target. Um, and and I think. It, it, I think it's a lot of manufactured outrage, so, uh, and I think Jim Sterling is, is kind of known for that. So I wanted to point out something that somebody said in chat, but also I also wanted to I wanted to give a special shout out to Steve Blomkamp, who's in chat, uh, our boy Steve. Um, uh, dude, we appreciate you, and uh, thank you for tweeting out you wearing that Saki shirt. You are truly blessed. Saki, Saki blesses you. I designed that shirt, actually. You did, actually. You did a f- damn fine job with it, too. Um you know, uh, we're, I think it was Jesse. Yeah, Jesse said something very astute in chat. He said, uh, and I was having this very this very discussion with some, with an industry friend of mine who I won't name uh, in DMs just today. He said, Sterling is internet outrage come to life. That's, that, that, is, that is, and you know what? I used to really like Jim's content. I really did. And, and I still think he's a very, he's a smart guy who knows video games. He knows the people who play them. He knows a lot, and he's very, he's very knowledgeable. He's very smart. He can talk intelligently about games in a way that a lot of people can't, and he's a very, very good presenter. He's very good at speaking. Um, I just, I feel like, I feel like he is bought into his own bullshit at this point, and he does this because his Patreon supporters expect him to at this point. You know, like, I, I feel like, I'm not even sure he really believes what he's saying anymore, which is kind of sad and cynical. Um, but uh, I wanted to move on. I, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds of that, but I, I saw people mentioning it in chat, and and apparently, yeah, there are people on forums saying Rare needs to close. Come on, stop the fucking hyperbole. That's that that's ridiculous. Um, I, uh, one of our other topics tonight was uh, Spyro. 
Um, I actually, can I lay out the whole question? Please, go ahead. Not just about the Spiral Trilogy being, like, hinted at, which will probably come out. I hope to God they don't fuck up Spiral 2. But this is my question that I presented to the group. The Spiral Trilogy and the PS4 one-year deal. Is Sony playing it safe by bringing back old mascots of remasters rather than establish new ones? You know what? If you're going to bring back a fucking mascot, bring back Blasto. None of you motherfuckers have ever heard of Blasto. No. Uh, you you're young, so old. You no, young, you young Blasto fucking... was the Phil Hartman game. Yeah, dude. Thank I you, my man, that. Brandon. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel so old anymore. Brandon was yeah, Blasto. Well, I'm right there with you, dude. I'm 32. <laughs> Brandon, Blasto... Uh, so, so what do you guys think about, like, Sony, like, bringing back, like, their old mascots? You know, they know they're going to sell because of nostalgia and whatnot. And, Are they, you know, having, like, exclusively Is Spyro going to sell? I don't think Spyro's going to sell. I don't. Well, Spyro, has a huge, Spyro has a pretty big fandom. He had a those, big fandom, but... but... No, no, for, for, like, the first three games, he, like, has a big fandom. So here's, here's, here's my thing, and I, I, I'll be brief. No, 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 go ahead. I, I am a lot younger than a lot of people here. I also never owned a PlayStation before a PlayStation 4. So I don't have a lot of the nostalgia. But the one thing I remember with Crash is that a lot of people were asking for Crash, and that's kind of how it got started. I, I haven't heard a similar love for Spyro at the same scale. I'm not saying there aren't fans out there. There obviously are. But I haven't heard the same clamoring like I did for Crash before. When I, I mean, when when those franchises were at their peak relevancy, I felt like they were kind of on equal footing. So I, I didn't, I, I never, like, at the time, I never felt like Crash Bandicoot was more popular than Spyro or the other way around. But I, I think in recent time, like, the nostalgia for Crash is much stronger, for sure. Yeah, I, I think, well, I, I think those games are just more beloved. And, and they really shouldn't be because Newsflash, the Crash games were not good. And they I, hold I, I think Crash is terrible. Yeah, they <laughs> I don't, don't hold I don't know how anyone in I, I thought they actually butchered the Omni Masters. But that's just. I didn't play the remaster. I haven't played the remasters, and I don't intend to. Apparently, they're coming to Switch. By the way, the Crash remasters. Um, Why not? But uh, but you know, like for Spyro, like here's the thing. I feel I would have so like I think Crash is a special case, right? Like I don't feel like outside outside of Crash, I don't feel like mascots are incredibly viable outside if your name isn't you know Nintendo anymore, because obviously you know fucking Mario, Zelda, Um, but. Oh, it's a different kind of mascot. Honestly, yeah, but I, I mean, Spyro. Like, people still like, like iconic characters. I mean, but, but it's it's not just Spyro though. Like they're bringing back uh, um, Sir Daniel Fortescue, medieval. They're doing a medieval. Oh yeah, that guy. I remember medieval. Yeah, yeah. Mid, yeah medieval. <laughs> bring back like you said the other day. Bring back Paparachu. What was that? Paparachu, the Clockwork Knight. Yeah, dude, bring back Clockwork Knight. I mean, if we're gonna fucking if we're gonna talk about fucking mascots to bring back, bring back Tomba. It was Jay who said Tomba, Tomba. right? It was it was it was I who said Tomba because Tomba one and two are expensive to buy for the PlayStation one now and they weren't bad dude Tomba wasn't a bad game I don't care what anybody says Clonella was good oh dude Cl- dude dude oh Sly Cooper bring you know what if you're gonna bring back a fucking mascot bring back Sly Cooper although I just find it funny that like Sony's like done remasters of like you know older games they you know they like in the past like Ratchet and Clank like the first one they got. They got that remastered. They've gotten the Crash Trilogy remastered, and they're getting, and you know, they're they're probably getting the Spiral Trilogy remastered. And like the Ratchet and Clank and the Crash ones, like sold very well. And like the only like can't we've seen of Sony trying to establish a new mascot this gen is fucking Knack. 
Yeah. Mac is the face of PlayStation 4. That that's is unbelievable. Like, you know, that's so I, I don't know. Like I back in the so so I don't know. Like you've got Gex, um, you've got yeah. Spyro, Blasto. Um, what, what were some of the other fucking mascots back in the day for for, for PlayStation? Croc. I mean, Laura Croft was one. Was she? Well, you know, the, um, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like cartoon character. Yeah, yeah, I did mention Sly Cooper. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I'm. T- um, uh, Brandon had a great mention with Klonoa. That was that was a great. Yeah, Klonoa. Was, yeah. That was um, like a venereal disease. We've even had. We it does, doesn't it? Bumble. Glover. Yeah, Glover was another. Did the Bubsy remake already come out? Did the Bubsy remake already already come out? Bubsy that already came out, right? I don't think so. No. Yes, the it came yes, out last Bubsy, year. Yeah. Bubsy came out and it tanked immediately. Of course it did because it's fucking Bubsy. One of the best of the year Bubsy. last year. I don't they know tried to bank on um, like the anti fans and that was well for them. Did you guys see? So uh, um, Wout, uh, uh, the hashtagonist, you guys know him as, is in chat. He says, "What kind of what kind of not safe work stream is this? Bunch of beautiful dudes talking video games is way too steamy for Twitch." <laughs> was Jumpin' Flash kind of considered a mascot? Yeah, it was actually. A little bit. Jumpin' Flash. Vib Ribbon, the little bunny rabbit from Vib Ribbon. It'd be really fun for a VR experience. Now, I, I remember Arrow the Acrobat, yeah. I do, actually, since uh, since Steve and Wout are both in chat, this is a good time to point out that they will both, Steve Longcamp and Wout, who is at the hashtagonist on Twitter, will both yeah. be on SDGC next week. Neptonic got the fucking Buck Bumble theme song stuck in my head now. Can we can we play that on the air? Is that possible? I can't uh, because if I can somebody let's not fucking clean up tonight. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, let's, gotta... let's not test Jones. No, we've got a really. Apparently, we sound really silky smooth right now, and I don't want to. Well, that up. that's very real. That's 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 pretty. Real. I ha- I have another question to um ask. I guess since we mentioned the Crash trilogy. So, John mentioned that the Crash Trilogy has come into the Switch. It's also come out for the PC, but it's not come out for the Xbox. So, do you think Sony, like, somewhere in the contract, they're like, you cannot sell it on the Xbox whatsoever? That's and strange. do you think... You know, that is strange. Strange. I mean, it's coming to Switch, but not Xbox? That's what I've heard. Yeah. So, so I... <laughs> I'm temp. I, I don't want to bring this up uh, with this angle, because I worry that it starts the wrong kind of conversation. But... Uh, I just wanted to kind of point out quickly that Dead Rising 4, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Xbox had timed exclusivity, and it, and it received a lot of backlash. And I, I think these kind of deals deserve backlash because they I do. think it's anti—it's anti-consumer in a lot Absolutely. of ways. Absolutely, it's shitty. Yeah. Uh, but I—I I question why there isn't the same reaction. Um, I. And I, I don't think it's a fanboy thing. I, I don't think Spyro, it's a, I, because it's Spyro. I, well, but no, but I, well, I, I'm talking about Crash too, right? Like, okay. I don't think this is a this isn't a fanboy thing. I I think it's more on the lines of that. Look, the vast majority of of consumers and critics and and writers are playing on PS4, and so they notice when they when they don't have access to Tomb Raider, or they notice when they don't have access to Dead Rising. But if your main console, or most likely your main console. Uh, gets the game first, you don't really notice, and so you don't complain about it. Uh, but I, I just think that, in general, uh, I, I'm disappointed to not see people be more critical of these deals, regardless of, of who's doing them, because it's, it's just shitty. Hey, Sucks. Hey, uh, Zach, look down in uh, look down at Jay's corner right there. Jay's corner. L- look down in oh, his square there. He, he doesn't need oh. a remaster, man. 
Yeah, he's got the version right there. Roll. He's got the cam on for yeah, it. Like, yeah. like, so I, I own all the original Crash games, my PlayStation still, and like I play those after I played the remasters, and like they, they really fucked it up somehow. Like I can't explain how they fucked it up, but like the movement seems really wrong. So like part of me is really excited for his final trilogy because I would just love to like play them again. You know, in HD, but like at the same time, I'm just like they're gonna fuck it up. By the way, Jay, leave your camera on. Like, like you look all yeah. mysterious, and like the orange light is very soothing. Like it's, it, I, I leave it I, on. So. I find the effect very calming. Oh, he turned it off. Damn it. Um, but no, like, like I, I'm gonna agree with Zach. Right? Like I, I have said many times in this podcast, I feel that third party exclusivity, time exclusivity, or permanent is extremely anti-consumer. I will never support it, especially in cases like Destiny, um, which is so fucking egregious. Um, but uh yeah you know like i whatever it's spyro um and so i'm like who cares because i never got into spyro i feel like there are far better if you're going to bring back a mascot like look at ratchet and clank right like they remade ratchet and clank from the ground up and i would consider ratchet and clank a mascot um and yeah and, definitely yeah and that that game was fucking superb like zach if you haven't played the the remake of ratchet and clank you need to because it's like <laughs> it's a good one to jump into yeah like, no one. zach ready zach. for me to, ready for me to break your heart please i bought it for 20 dollars during an amazon flash sale played halfway through it let it collect dust for six months sold it back to gamestop zach why it's like playing a Pixar <laughs> oh, movie. i know i'm consistently really disappointing with these retro games the game's only like six hours long I know. I I got to like this yeah this weird asteroid level and I just stopped. I oh, I got really Zach. disappointing about it. I know. I beat it. It was good. I know. No, like, it's I not think, like I'm like it's. it's... Pardon. It was fun for twenty dollars. Like it's yeah like yeah like I wouldn't I wouldn't spend. This isn't this isn't like Zach has superior taste and and I get something that you don't. No 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 no. This is. I don't know. My tastes are bad. That's that, like that's what I'll chalk it up to. My taste is bad. I I just like, uh, like 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 we get it. Like you would, you're just waiting for the Battlefield platformer game to come out where you play right. sir shoot shoot a lot and you uh, yeah. Jump. If it doesn't have guns, I don't want it. And like I I hate myself for uh, that being halfway true. So <laughs> yeah. I want to address. Oh, you know what? You know what? So you guys mentioned Lara Croft, right? And and okay, yeah, I'll buy into the fact that Lara Croft was a mascot at one point for PlayStation. I'll buy into that. Because you could argue that Nathan Drake is a mascot as well. Like, even though he's yeah. not the kind of mascot that you think of traditionally, he, he is a mascot for the brand. Um, so somebody in chat, I think it was Jesse, he he said, um, I wonder if we're going to have to wait for E3 to see Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And then, um, uh, where is it? Somebody said, uh, somebody asked. Did yeah, put on ice for that Avengers game? Yeah, did he get put on ice for the Avengers game? Um, it probably did because Dan Static got put on ice. Do you th- it so, also tanked the last one. Big what, time. What, yeah. about the last Tomb Raider? No, no well, no, but Deus Ex. Oh, Deus Ex could totally tank, which sucks. I, I think Squares, I think Squares, like, put all the Western, like, franchises on ice right now for, like, their Marvel deal. And Jesus, they dropped, they fucking dropped, uh, uh, Hitman developer. Yeah, yeah, I that, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, like, that, that's a good question, because we know, like, we heard about Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and we haven't seen hide or hair of it, like, and that Avengers game is going to be huge, like, you guys know that's going to be huge, so do you feel like, I don't know, do you feel, do you guys think it's, I'd love to answer that, do you guys think it's possible that Shadow of the Tomb Raider got possibly, if not, if not totally sunk, then put on the back burner to focus on Avengers? Because honestly, from a financial standpoint, this probably actually, a smart actually, move. Actually, Dire Wolf in the chat said that Square Enix did mention they're going to reveal Shadow of the Tomb Raider this year. That's Sam, by the way. Dire Wolf is Sam Tolbert. 
I, I can't keep up usernames. I know, there's, I know there's so many of them. But uh, Jay, 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 I missed what you said. Say, can you say that again? That it was not put on ice. They've already say, stated it's going to be revealed this year. Like yeah. they're they're going to release like a trailer for it this year, probably. Yeah, yeah. but do you think it releases this year? Because no. um, because I mean, with the so here's here's the thing with with Avengers: Infinity War hitting in May. In my opinion, the smart money is on Shadow of the Tomb Raider put on the back burner to focus on that Avengers game because if you're going to get an Avengers game out, this is the year to fucking do it. Yeah, they, like they released like an official tweet in like December saying like a new game is coming. It's like a major event in 2018. But you, but but you don't think it releases this year? I I think it's faster to make a Tomb Raider a new Tomb Raider than it is to build. Avengers from the ground up. Well, I guess you also have, you also have to consider how long has the game been in, in, in development, right? Because we don't really yep. know that. It's probably been in development for a while, though. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but, I mean, uh, what, when was uh, the last Tomb Raider game? 2015? Uh, no. Was it or was it 16? It was 15. No, yeah, it, it was 15. 15. You're right. No yeah. shit. On Xbox, it was yeah. 15. And then it came to it was PlayStation. Because it was 15 later. for the Xbox release, and it was 16 for the PlayStation 4 release. Yeah. Okay. So everybody played it in 2016. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and how did that? And if I remember correctly, the game on when it released, when it released anyway, completely tanked because they made the very, very odd decision of releasing it right on top of Fallout. Okay, um, that, I, I always hate that talking point because like there's no fucking way, right? Like there's no way they could have planned for that. Yeah, but I mean, move the release date, like delay okay. it a month, like and like look, I'm not gonna pretend I know how contracts work because I don't, but. Devil's advocate here. They signed a deal with Square Enix saying, yep, one year of exclusivity. That might have hinged on it being a 2015 game, right? Like, when they signed the deal, like, there are windows that are made. And I, I have no idea how. So there is – no, you're right. I mean, there is something to that. Like, I mean, Final Fantasy 15 – the reason they didn't delay Final Fantasy 15 uh, any more than they already did is because they said, look, we're contractually obligated to get this game out in 2016. If we don't, we're going to be in trouble. Um, so we've got to get it out. Um, and, you know – no fucks, you know, no fucking regrets. That game was amazing. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Final Fantasy 15 is the second best in the series. Anybody says otherwise is fucking wrong. I only um, like the um, the fourth version on my phone. But I, I want to play the I want to play the pocket version I, on on Switch. Right, actually. actually, bring the pocket version to Switch. But y- yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, gonna, so, I'm, I'm gonna sum this up and say that exclusive deals are shitty for yep. consumers. I agree. It's why I own both a PlayStation and an Xbox because it's just like there's some games I won't play my PlayStation there's some games I won't play my Xbox. Because so. you're a true gamer, Jay. A true gamer. Or, yeah, yeah. I, I am a true fucking gamer. <laughs> I'm one of those fake gamers who doesn't own... I, 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 don't own, I don't own all the consoles so I'm just I'm just hashtag fake gamer over here. Um, Bring us well, to our next topic, I, I, I owned a Sega Saturn at once so maybe I am a true gamer. <laughs> Zach's, Zach's like, all right, let's just fucking move on. Uh, Jay, what's our next topic, buddy? It is about Star Wars, the Star Wars IP. Ah, yes. So there have been rumors going around that uh, Disney is considering moving the Star Wars IP to either Ubisoft or Activision um, and taking it away from EA. Um, so so up front... There is, there has been no validation of this of this rumor whatsoever. Was it who who? Okay, who initially reported this? I, I was it Kotaku or was it Eurogamer? Trusted review or something. Was it trust, thought... trusted reviews? Because I know your I know Eurogamer picked it up, and if Eurogamer picks it up and runs with it, there's probably a modicum of truth to it. Yeah, um, that's true. So, and honestly, after Battlefront Two, 
it would not shock me if Disney picked this up and moved it elsewhere. However, having said that, you have to you have to believe that there are contractual matters to take into account here, right? Like, can Disney just take the Star Wars license willy nilly away from? I'm sure Disney has like enough money, like in the fault that they can just buy out the contract if they want to. Yeah, I'm sure they have an out somehow. But so I mean, here's my thing though. Like, what I mean, you know, I, Marcel, I love you, um, but I I don't see them. I don't see them giving it to Ubisoft. Yeah, neither do I. Like that's why. That, that feels why? like they already have Disney already gave them Avatar. But it feels it, like wild fan speculation based on the feed blow, blowback for uh, Star Wars Battlefront. I don't know. So, yeah, like, I, look, let's, let's look, look. I have no doubt that Disney is unhappy with Battlefront 2's performance. Like, I don't see how they, I don't see how they could be happy with it. Um, I mean, the game underperformed by what, like a million and a half, which is not a small number, and it was absolutely savaged in the. And, and the microtransaction money wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was just and yet yeah, there were there's that. It got ripped apart and ridiculed by the press and by gamers. Um, it would not surprise me one bit if Disney was thinking about shopping to somewhere else. But you, but I, I don't know. Ubisoft just doesn't. It doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me because I mean, would would they cancel Respawn's game? No, I no, mean the, the, no. they would probably say, "Look, going forward, we're no longer going to be an exclusive studio." Yeah, I would. I would like to point out in the chat that Sam mentioned that um, the license is guaranteed until twenty twenty one. Yep. And, and, so and just Respawn... building off what Jay is saying there, I'm looking right now, and I don't see any sources like Eurogamer talking about this. I'm I'm seeing places like Screen Rant, Comic Book, and then a couple yeah. other smaller sites I haven't heard of. I... Okay, I could have sworn sites that sites they get their sources from random Twitter posts. Yeah, I'm skeptical. Okay. Uh, but I I think it's an interesting idea. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think that we're going to see this. Um, I've said it before. I don't think any studio having exclusive rights, uh, to a franchise is, is good. Um, you know, I actually have some interest in like a Ubisoft formula open world Star Wars game. Like yeah. that actually doesn't sound terrible. I mean, there's something you'd be I, I, would, I would like to play Star Dogs as well. Yeah. Star Dogs. Star I mean, but like no shit though. Like I would play, I would play a Star Wars skinned division. I mean, yeah. I, I would play a Star Wars skin Destiny. I mean, like that Look, formula yeah. works. I yeah. want, uh, you know what? I still want, I still want, um, I want that Boba Fett bounty hunter game that was rumored. Oh uh, yeah, like the old PS2 bounty hunter game. Yeah, like like yeah, except, the not, was, terrible. except, not, except terrible, not terrible. Except not terrible. But Star Wars bounty hunter was Jango Fett was bad. But yeah, it was but what, Fett, what was yeah. it? Um, thir- what what was that studio? Thirteen Thirteen Studios. Um, oh no, the game was Star Wars thirteen thirteen or something. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars thirteen thirteen. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was, it was just Lucas. Yeah, Lucas yeah. yeah I don't know what the fuck. I, yeah, sorry, I'm tired. Um, but uh, uh, that sounded fun, and you know, we saw we saw screenshots and artwork, and that looked that sounded and looked fucking dope. Um, and then of course uh, you had Amy Henning's game, which was canceled. Um, which is just God, poor Amy Henning. She has had a rough few years. Yeah, uh, is it about a decade since she shipped a game something yeah. like that? Yeah, it's. Yeah, the last game she shipped was, was Uncharted, 3. Uncharted 3. So you're looking at not a decade. 2011, I think? No, it's 2000 2011. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, Jesus. Um, it's, it's been a long time. Um, but, um, you know, a couple of people have mentioned in chat uh, about, you know, contracts. And uh, and then you've got Sam who mentioned that, you know, EA has the, uh, has the license till 2021. So... Just like I surmised earlier, I'm sure there are you know contractual obligations to be had. Having said that, Disney has more money than God, and I'm not sure they give a shit about any of that. 
I mean, I'm sure EA could sue them, but I'm also sure, you know, Disney would say, look, here's, here's, here's X money. Shut the fuck up and go away. Um, because I mean, I mean, Rich- do, Disney owns, I mean, do Disney owns fucking everything at this point. So, which I'm, all, wish, which I'm honestly a little uncomfortable with, to be, to be perfectly frank. I wish Disney at this point. I wish they would let like other developers work on other like Lucas Arts games, like bunch like Lucas Arts like IPs they have locked up, like The Dig and like Monkey, Monkey Island. Island and Indiana Jones. Like, it'd be nice if they actually did some stuff with that. And oh, dude, that's what was it? Dude, yeah, dude, Indiana Jones games were dope. Well, and I, I think we'll probably see that. Um, and like, look. I, this is coming from someone who isn't always the, the biggest Star Wars fan, but the, uh, that that becoming an annualized uh, um, film series uh, will lead to fatigue, and I think we'll see the same thing in games, and that people won't want to be playing Star Wars quite so frequently. And I, I do think eventually we'll see them dip back into older Lucas Arts IPs that aren't just Star Wars. I would love to see a new Secret of Monkey Island. You know, he, you know, here's my hot. I, I, I actually don't want to see a new Secret Monkey Allen. I just wish they would re-release Monkey Allen Three. Okay, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. The, those, um, those two like remasters they did of one and two are excellent. And like having like like being able to like buy them like anywhere at this point is great. But Monkey Allen Three, like you can't buy it like anywhere. God, the Monkey Island games were some of the fucking best adventure games ever. Like, oh god, they're so good. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just it's such a shame they bought like all this LucasArts IPs and they've been locked up for so long. They're not doing. Yeah, they're not doing anything with them. Um, yeah. It, oh, don't 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 even get me started down that man. We'll be so here. Here, here here's a closing question for this topic. Okay. If say Star, say if Disney moved the Star Wars IP to a say publisher, what publisher would you like for it to be at? Honestly, Square Enix. Uh... Ubisoft or THQ? THQ. I look THQ. Is it? Are they THQ North? Is that their? It's that THQ their Nordic name? now. I think Nordic. Okay. Yeah. So Techn- THQ Nordic. Techn- so the reason I'd say that is because they're they're uh, they take a lot of risks this past couple of years. They're, they're doing a lot of acquisitions. But they're also taking risks, and I think that's what Star Wars needs is more risks. So. Jay, do you mind if I explain my Square Enix idea real quick? Yeah, you can. Um, I, you know, I have problems with Near Automata, but imagine taking that that moment to moment sword based gameplay and just putting a turning it into a fucking lightsaber. Um, I feel like Square Enix, or or you know what, or oh, oh, you know what, I have two choices: either Square Enix or Platinum. I don't even give a fuck. Platinum Games make a game about fucking Jedi. And and give it to Hideki Kamiya. Make that shit. And then, like, he can metal... tell, and then he can tell our viewers they don't understand it when they. Which is fine. You know. You know what? If he makes Metal Gear Rising Star Wars, I'm okay with it. Imagine that shit, Brandon. What, Brandon? What publisher or developer would you like to see Star Wars with if it ever gets moved? Uh, there's no good choice anymore. Honestly, I don't even think like. Anyone has as good of a shot at the series as anyone else at this point, I think. Because, like, I, I can't even remember the last time I played a really good Star Wars game. So I just, like, it's just not even been, like, a video game franchise. Super Star Wars. No, no, no. Actually, dude, I don't care what anybody says. The first, um, the first, uh, the Force Unleashed was dope. Yep. I did not like that. I, oh. it, it wasn't bad. It was, like, a 7 out of 10 to me. I, yes. It, yeah. I played it and forgot about it. But, like, that's much. Star Wars overall. 
Dude, I mean, Maya. I played some really Ooh, that's zest. Ooh, just too much zest here. Like fucking the Jedi Knight series back in the day was incredible. Those were dope. Yeah, Jedi Academy. Yeah, I mean the fucking X, like the space battle ones, X Wing. Oh, Teleporter. dude, Rogue Squadron was my jam. On like there were tons of like classic Star Wars games. Super Star Wars. The Empire was, was not one of them, but. But you know, I like. I'll, I'll say, I, dude, don't forget Masters of Terrace Kasi. Yeah, that was also not one of that them. was that was one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. Garbage ass. Masters of Terrascasi was so bad, um, but uh, fuck, now Masters. Of, I was gonna say something. I, I, I guess I, I guess if I had to choose a publisher or developer, like I, as Brendan said, like I think it's been a long time since I've played a good Star Wars game. The last Star Wars game I attempted to play was the Old Republic at launch. Ooh, and, and that game was sorry fifteen that. years old now. Well, um, is it really? I, 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 plus, I really can't think of a good developer for Star Wars games nowadays. Like, it's hard. It's hard to say. Like, the, the, the Star Wars games I want, the Star Wars game I want the most. Like now, it's like a, it's like a flight simulator game, and I don't know who could make that nowadays. Yeah, so I, could, uh, I could try. Who's gonna make like a good like arcade flight? I, I, I mean, I always want like a good like, I want, like really good, really good like X Wing or like Tie Fire game. But um, who makes who makes Ace Combat? That, I was also thinking, like, the developer of Ace Combat. Yeah. Like, Namco, like, but, like, option. I don't want fucking Star Wars. Dude, I mean, dude, like, I, I think, like, an Ace Combat, but Star Wars, we, we, that could be that could Yeah, be no, that'd be badass. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I, I know a lot of people haven't played it, but uh, Criterion did all of the space combat stuff, uh, both for the PSVR version and for uh, all the space stuff in Star Wars Battlefront 2, and it's actually pretty compelling. Those were the best um, parts about Battlefront, in, in my opinion. Were the, were yeah, the no, I mean, like, it's it's... They're pretty good if that's what you're looking for. Okay, so people in chat um, say I guess I guess places. I, 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 good, I good, um, if I have to give it to a publisher developer, like I, I'm probably gonna get like read on for one of my choices. It's a tie between Square Enix or Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard is because I would want to see Square Enix or Blizzard like make a Star Wars MMO. That's that's all I want at this point. I'm glad that somebody agrees with me on Square Enix because I think I mean Square you will never get another Star Wars MMO. Oh no! That's get it? Like, like, I, like, like, I know I'm never going to get it, which is a shame because I, like, I like the ideas of the Old Republic, but like, I don't like the game overall. Yeah, but, like, like, I mean, I, like that that game was successful for them, but I feel like they just put way too much effort into it. Like, the whole MMO market is just not I just, there anymore. Like, 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 I, 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 like, I like what Square Enix is doing Final Fantasy 14, and like, I would just like to see that like as like a Star Wars like reskin. Like, I don't know, like. Point, like I would just want like more of like create your own Star Wars experience rather than like one be like w- rather than yeah. like one be tailored to me. Yeah, I, I would rather play a Star Wars RPG than a Star Wars hack and slash. I just remember my um, and I'll I'll, I'll end with this. My uh, my dear departed friend Joel, um, you know, rest in peace. Uh, back when uh, the Force Awakens came out, um, or not not the Force Awakens, uh, the Force Unleashed. Jesus, um, we're both huge Star Wars fans, and we were playing it, and he calls me. And I was like, dude, what do you think? And he says, he says, I just threw a Wookiee through a fucking tree. And I was yeah, the my first entire mission life to say me- that. It was pretty memorable. First yeah. mission was pretty memorable. So good. So just watching the stormtroopers' heads roll around. Using... That was the first game, Star Wars game I ever I mean, played. Who where doesn't I felt like play a badass force user. Just walking forward, nothing stopping him. Like, that, that's a power fantasy, right? Yeah, but yeah. like that trailer where they have you pulling down the battleship and then in the game it's like a oh dude that QT. was the worst it's a pulling, QT yeah. <laughs> pulling down the battleship I will I will I will give you this pulling down the Star Destroyer pulling down the Star Destroyer was one of the worst gameplay what, experiences what I've is ever the had. line that the character repeats like every 10 seconds pull it out of the scar like yeah. every <laughs> yeah. 10 seconds oh my god that it's, was a decade ago and I said, it was like oh. the 
It, it, the only thing, the only thing that's worse, and Brandon will know what I'm talking about, is in Final Fantasy 15. Spoiler alert: the final fight against Arden. Um, in the in the final oh, yeah. phase, when you're whacking against Arden, this? Arden is giving this soliloquy like this. He's like, you know, when your father died, you were nowhere to be found. And yeah. the whole time, Noctis is like, dead meat. You're dead meat. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Dead yeah. Meat. I remember. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Remember that? I was like, his, his stupid stock phrases. Yeah, he just because you got to hold out attack. And like I could like thank God the subtitles were on because I would not yeah, have yeah, I, yeah. because Arden's telling me like how he's lived in darkness for millennia and he's got a tragic past and the whole time Noxus is just like you're dead meat you're dead meat you're dead meat I was so overleveled <laughs> by like the by that boss battle but like that fight was so fucking easy for me I thought the fight was epic as fuck it was it was it was a great fight it was yeah, pretty it epic was so, I, I really so liked easy. the penultimate boss fight again what was it a freight if if it yeah. That yeah, was that yeah was, yeah was I, I like the whole it'll be and and we'll end the podcast on this it'll be interesting to see Brandon what happens on March sixth when the Royal Edition comes out because you know they're completely changing the final dungeon yeah oh I didn't know that that's all yeah they're they're the they're, they're making it much longer they're adding uh, like Corleonis is going to be there the king yeah I felt the final dungeon was incredibly disappointing and it's not even a dungeon it's like it's like it's, the it's just insomnia. Um, yeah, it's just but they're completely changing it, dude. They're adding new bosses and uh, new cutscenes, and like now Core is going to be there, and the rest of the King's Lab is going to be like storming Insomnia with you. Yeah, um, it so, felt uh, the the the, the, last, the lead up to the last fight was very anticlimactic, but the last fight itself, like that, that's just yeah. that's just the game that never ends. But also, like I yeah. feel like that's a game they can't spoil at this point because they might just change the story. So, yeah, exactly. Like, like old spoilers. At this you'll point. never you never know what version of Final. You're gonna be playing. I was playing Final Fantasy 15 version 2.6.75, and like they changed the staircase, yo. Like you walk <laughs> up the staircase now, and there's a new cat there that gives you a quest. Yeah. Fucking. But, by the way, thing. I just want to point out before we end, a couple of people in chat say they haven't played Final Fantasy 15. I just want to let you guys know, Arden being the villain is not a spoiler. You will you will know he's the villain the moment you meet him. There, there is no way. I mean, like they don't outright tell you he's the villain when they first introduce but there is no way that anyone goes like oh yeah he's just a completely normal yeah <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, dark purple clothing. like they, you know they introduce him in such an ominous way yeah like, oh, it's yeah it's there, you, there, there's something going on with you this will guy. know you will know the moment you feet him that he's the villain yeah. um but uh, uh he's right there he's like hey yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. randomly pops up. You're yeah, like, oh, okay. He's... Apparently, this guy's supposed to be important. Yeah, and he's got the he's got the he's got the oily British accent. You know, and yeah. he, you know, he's like he's making sinister comments, and he plays into the stereotype big time. Yeah, exactly. He's the stereotypical villain. He's a great villain, but um, I like him. But yeah, um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and cut it off here. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation tonight, guys. I had a great time. Um, Me too. And uh, I also want to thank everybody in chat for for uh, coming back after our uh, our technical issues. Uh, we're, it's getting better every week, like because apparently we sound we sound glorious now that we got our sound figured out. Apparently we sound great, um, so that's awesome. Uh, I want to remind. Oh, and by the way, um, uh, Super Moo, who won Dragon Ball Z, it finally arrived the other day. Um, it only took Best Buy because uh, I ordered it on Amazon. And Amazon, uh, like two days later, like, nope, sorry, we're out. So we canceled your order. And so I had to order from Best Buy and it got delayed twice. And then he got it and the fucking case was, was broke, was half broken cool. from Best Buy. Yeah. But, but hey, it, you know what? The game works and, and that's all he cares about. So great. Uh, please enjoy it. Uh, we'll be doing another, uh, another giveaway very soon. Uh, so please be on the lookout for that. And do not forget next week on SDGC, we have our good friend, Steve Blomkamp, uh, uh, who, by the way, if, if anybody didn't know, he is actually the cousin of Neil Blomkamp, the filmmaker, uh, which is just a pretty cool tidbit that some people weren't aware of. 
and our friend Wout uh, at the Hashtagonist. Uh, will, they will both be on SDGC at the same time uh, next week. Good friends of the podcast, and we are very, very excited yes. to have them back on. Can I, can I say one more thing before please, we end? Please, please. Um, I think Pause for Popcorn is coming back next week, right? It is. Pause for Popcorn comes back next week. With Black um, Panther. Talking about talking about that Black Panther, and I know that uh, Twitter Justin, is on fire about Black Panther. Holy shit! Everyone, I am going to see like, it on Saturday night. I, I, I just see tweet wait. after tweet like, "Oh, this is the best movie ever." Mm. I can't fucking wait. Dude, it's the highest rated Marvel movie now. Is it really? Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's still like ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but uh, yeah, so Jeff is going to have a rotating cast on Pause for Popcorn, and that's the the first episode of that is going to drop next week. So we really hope you guys, as Square Enix would say, please be excited. Um, because it's gonna be it's gonna be dope, and Ridge uh, Racer, Ridge Racer, and of course we've got Pax East coming up very quickly. Uh, a bunch of us are gonna be there. Um, I can go ahead and announce for the first time that I am going to be helping Susan Art with Game Show Night uh, at Pax East, uh, which is gonna be very cool. Nice. Um, I might even have some hosting duties, so please be excited for that. Uh, and of course, um, there are some panels which I still can't talk about. I still can't talk about them, uh, um, but I'm looking forward to the day where I can. Um, but anyway, d- does it, does anybody have any anything else before we before we drop? Oh, um, go see Black Panthers weekend if you have the time or money. It seems cool. It, it seems not like only, a superhero movie. Not only does it seem awesome, but if you see it this weekend, you can come into it not having to worry about spoilers when possible popcorn drops next week. That's so the real reason. Also, that, apparently, Get Out is showing for free on President's Day. That's what Jordan Peele tweeted last night. Yes. At AMC Theaters, yeah, if there's one near you. So get Out is fucking near fantastic. You on President's Day, go see Get Out. It's, We're just it's chilling now. It's one great. Of, one of, yeah, yeah. We rock, but you know what? I don't give a shit because Get Out is one of the best thrillers I've ever seen. And Daniel Kaluuya is actually in uh, Black Panther as well. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. He plays uh, he plays uh, Black Panther's best friend, actually. But anyway, we'll go, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll we'll get out of here. Luke, Luke, and Chat says, "Don't sleep on Nac 2. <laughs> uh, I will. I'll sleep all day on Nac Two. Uh, no offense. But uh, anyway, we appreciate you guys joining us and putting up with our uh, sound issues. Now that we get them fixed, we should not have them next week. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Uh, but as always, it's not always poetry and we don't always agree, but we keep it real. So until next week, please be good to each other and, uh, keep on gaming. We will see you guys later.